Turn. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Resist at your peril, my friends. Resist at your peril. Today we talk about the trajectory of tyranny. The article comes from the EU Times, that is the European Union Times, The World Economic Forum has ordered governments to arrest citizens who read what they call fake news online. Now, I want you to listen very carefully to what this article deals with, and then we'll begin to unfold the uh, application and implications of this. I hope you'll stay tuned. The World Economic Forum has ordered world governments to ban independent media make it illegal to read non-mainstream news sources, and fill prisons with people who share opinions or articles deemed false by so-called fact-checkers. The Trudeau regime there in Canada was the first World Economic Forum-controlled government to outlaw independent media, meaning that Canadians who share articles or posts online that are deemed false by fact-checkers are liable to arrest in a heavy, hefty prison sentence. Now, when you consider the use of the word false, and you use the term fact-checkers, you know we have a problem, because that depends on a person's viewpoint. And if the viewpoint is coming from the view of the World Economic Forum, anyone who would dare to resist The viewpoint of the World Economic Forum is, by definition, delivering false information. By definition, delivering false information. And so today on Viewpoint, we're dealing with this issue of the trajectory of tyranny. And here we see it laid out in blaring, glaring color. Once the great nation of Ireland is also in danger of being conquered by the globalists. Lawmakers in Ireland have passed a new law that will make it illegal for citizens to view or share any non-mainstream media content on their phones and computer devices. Notice, any non-mainstream media. What this is saying is that the so-called mainstream media is already in the pocket of the globalists. And if you disagree with the mainstream media, you also, by definition, disagree with the World Economic Forum and its globalist agenda. Therefore, you are, by definition, an enemy of the view of the globalist intentions of a new world order and a new global government. The new legislation there in Ireland means that anything viewed online that has been deemed hateful by fact-checkers will result in prison time for those who have viewed or shared it. In other words, if you, as a professing Christian, disagree with Pride Day, do not want to 
participate in Pride Day want to voice your opinion somewhere concerning your resistance to Pride Day, you are by definition hateful. If you believe in any of the principal biblical standards concerning human behavior, sexuality, and so on, you are by definition hateful. And the fact checkers then will head you in the direction of prison for those who have viewed or heard what you said and for you who said it. George Orwell warned us that one day the authoritarian elite would seek to arrest us for the thoughts that we have. Paul Murphy bravely stood up in the Irish Parliament, and he denounced the new law as legislating for thought crimes in Ireland. Nations like Ireland were once proud, patriotic, and Christian, and now they're run by globalists beholden to the World Economic Forum. In fact, the current Irish Prime Minister was a shocking winner of the election in 2017, but it's no coincidence that he was named a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader the year before. So the globalists now are trying to sell us the concept of what is called the global citizen. The global citizen. And the global citizen is one who swears allegiance without resistance to the new world order, the vision of the World Economic Forum. So today on Viewpoint, we're going to see how this plays out in many, many different ways. Resist at your peril. In other words, friends, from a Christian viewpoint, it is time for us to be prepared to stand in the evil day. Now, yes, we've understood a little bit about that, and we knew how difficult it was becoming, but somehow the concept of having to really stand when tyranny takes over and drives an entirely opposite agenda to freedom. That's when courage is tested to its max. That's when our trust in the Lord is tested to its max. And it's coming very rapidly. What this article is revealing is the labors, the efforts, the direction, the trajectory of tyranny is right on our doorstep. It's being ushered in in many different ways. For instance, it's being ushered in through the sodomizing of our corporations. That's right, the capitulation of our corporations to the entire agenda of uh, LGBTQ and all the uh, letters after that. That's one major demonstration of how this is taking place so that none dare resist. Even the corporations don't dare resist anymore. Even Chick-fil-A doesn't dare resist. It's now bought into the diversity, equity, and inclusion environment. A revered Christian independent company has decided that they have to conform. And if they have to conform, 
when they haven't even been willing to open the doors of their company on Sunday, which they deem to be the Christian Sabbath, what else is going to capitulate? The pressure is on, friends. And that's why here on Viewpoint Today, what we're saying, what we're talking about, should grip your soul. It should grip your soul. And so I welcome you to the program. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And uh, as we see, today is no exception. So stay tuned, anchor your seatbelt, because there are so many aspects of this. We need to understand how it is taking place why it is taking place, and how it connects even with our politics. That's right. And our teaching in our churches. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're looking at the trajectory of tyranny, which, as I've indicated, you resist at your peril. Resist at your peril. So, is it compelling every single one of us into a world of silence? Is it causing us to fear, for instance, the same kind of fear that the Germans or the uh, uh The Jews felt there in Germany when their fur took over and uh, created such an atmosphere of fear through the Gestapo that none dare resist. If you resisted, you could not possibly be a patriotic German. You were by definition a a, a terrorist. You were by definition a traitor. This is where it's going, friends. The same was true in Russia. They had the KGB, now it's the FSB. The tyranny, the threats, the fear. And now, the globalists are trying to sell us the concept of the global citizen. The global citizen is one who no longer has allegiance to his country, who no longer has allegiance to his lord, but pledges his sole allegiance to the new world order as the great instrument of world peace and prosperity. That's the goal. That's the vision. According to the World Economic Forum, a new world religion has arrived. A new world religion has arrived. By the way, this is an article from the EU Times. I'm not making this up. This is coming from the European Union Times, and it is not a Christian publication. But this is a statement of warning. According to the World Economic Forum, a new world religion has arrived. 
and it unites all of humanity in worshiping at the altar of climate science, techno-communism, and eugenics. God, Jesus, and Christianity is fake news that must be dismissed by humanity. Again, this is an article from the European Union Times. And the European Union is not known for its high-voltage Christianity. In fact, the the level of Christianity in Europe is extremely weak, insipid, thin, a veneer, whatever other descriptions you want to use. In other words, so-called Christian Europe is not Christian anymore, not even close. So when an article like this comes out from the EU Times, you better get a heads up and take it seriously. So the writer says, if you can find it hard to believe that Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum would go this far, you clearly haven't been paying attention to developments in recent times. The blasphemy doesn't stop there. Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari, has announced that the World Economic Forum has been so successful in its plans that they will turn humans into gods. Did you listen? Did you hear? They believe that they will turn humans into gods. This is the transhumanism that has been talked about. Many people thought it was just plain weird, that it was just a matter of conspiracy theories and all of that. No, it's it's reality. This is what they believe. This is what they intend. So if you read between the lines just a little bit, the World Economic Forum is making it clear that they are consciously attempting to supplant Jesus and create a counterfeit God. One made in the image of the people. We already know what the media landscape is going to look like when the World Economic Forum has finished creating it, uh, it in its own image because they've already told us. So the World Economic Forum has instructed mainstream media outlets and journalists to, quote, cease and desist, quote, reporting on anything that questions the Davos agenda and instead focus more important issues such as climate change and online misinformation. In other words, anything that contravenes what comes out of Davos, Switzerland, and the World Economic Forum is by definition misinformation or disinformation and must be shut down. Therefore, The World Economic Forum has, through its believed uh, countermanding authority to all other authority in the world, the power to coordinate and control and compel every journalist and every news agency to do its will and to carry its agenda without reservation. In other words, there's to be no question, there's not to be any reservation, and if you do, you will be shut down. You cannot resist, because we, the World Economic Forum, are telling you how it's going to be, 
And if you resist, you're actually resisting the final efforts of humanity in the world to save ourselves. We don't need that God stuff anymore. We don't know that Jesus stuff anymore. No, that all is dividing us. What we need is to be united, they say. We need to be united as global citizens around this new vision. Not the vision that America's founders had. The vision that the new globalist leaders have, such as Joe Biden and John Kerry. And the 51 leaders that signed that nefarious document lying through their teeth to accuse Donald Trump, for instance, of consorting with Russia. Proven to be a lie, intentional, intentional lying to the American people, and why? Because every single one of those people who signed that document is a dedicated globalist. They believe what the World Economic Forum is saying, and you dare not resist. You dare not run for president. In fact, you dare not even be the Attorney General of Texas. Because the same ilk of people, has just behind the scenes, without any kind of realistic open disclosure or democratic forum, impeached one of the very best attorney generals in America today. Why? Because he stands against the new world order and globalism. Are you listening carefully? Adrian Monk, managing director of the World Economic Forum, slammed politicians who questioned the globalist body's policy proposals. According to Monk, anybody who questions anything the World Economic Forum says or does is spewing misinformation. And we know what the World Economic Forum wants to do with people who share opinions or articles deemed false by fact-checkers. Well, who are the fact-checkers? Those who are standing, touting, propagandizing on behalf of the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum, based in Geneva, is pulling the puppet strings in the Canadian Parliament, and Klaus Schwab has actually boasted about, quote, penetrating the Canadian government with his young global leaders, including the Prime Minister and Deputy Prime Minister, among others. If that can happen in Canada, friends, on our border, it can happen here. And it is happening here. And that's why we're talking about it here on Viewpoint. Another writer says, calls this Masters of Disaster, how an elitist network is announcing a blueprint for reinvigorated global governance. And this is coming from the World Tribune. An organization no one voted for and created by none other than the United Nations had just released a new blueprint for reinvigorated global governance. On April 18th, the report was unveiled. The elitist global Club de Madrid 
hailed the blueprint and the work of its members in producing it. Now, these are people, this is just another aspect that is behind the scenes joining with the World Economic Forum vision for the globalization of the world, the formation of a one-world government. The erosion of sovereign rights of individual nations on the way to the formation of a one-world government. A new blueprint for reinvigorated global governance. Now, why do they need a new blueprint? Because in 2016, a fellow by the name of Donald J. Trump dared to say that he and his agenda, his platform would be to make America great again. And anyone who heard that as a member of the World Economic Forum a member of the UN and its Agenda 2030, and the Club de Madrid, or any of these organizations, knew it was a declaration of war. In what way, you say? Because they already had intended and believed that they had set in motion the final steps toward a one-world government and the eradication of national sovereignty so as to make every person on the planet a global citizen, therefore compelling you to believe or not believe what they chose you to believe or not believe in. Therefore, they could not have God because like the ancient Soviets, somewhat ancient, who had to get rid of God in order to supplant God with the state. That's not enough for these folk. The state itself is not enough. Now it's a global government unifying all states into one consolidated state that will be deemed to rule the world. And what will happen when that happens? When its final trajectory of tyranny is accomplished? Well, there'll be no more freedom. There'll be no more liberty. There'll be no more freedom in Christ, at least in any public way. And anyone who becomes known, as they do in North Korea, as they do in China, anyone who becomes known as one who actually believes in the God of the Bible and would dare to teach his or her children so or anyone else, is by definition an enemy of the one world order, an enemy of the state, and must be silenced. So what happened in uh, uh, North Korea just in the last week or two? Well, parents who were teaching their child uh, about the, uh, the Bible, they had a Bible in their home which was declared to be illegal, Well, the parents were taken, and the child was taken and put in a permanent uh, residential situation to indoctrinate that child for the rest of their life in communism. No questions asked, no trial given. By definition, 
those parents were enemies of the state. The trajectory of tyranny. Resist at your peril. Now, I want to make available to you, because this is not just, we're not here to, uh, shall we say, uh, create an environment of fear. That's not the purpose here. You will have fear if you do not listen to what's being talked about here today and prepare yourself. You will then have fear. In fact, you'll have terror. You will have terror. Because that's what's coming. So I want to urge you to get a copy of uh, my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It's a $22 book on our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us. Get a copy of that book and begin to prepare. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Again, we're looking at the trajectory of tyranny here on Viewpoint today. And uh, with a warning, you resist at your peril. Now, if there was ever a time to resist, it would be now. But even now, you resist at your peril. Yes, even in the United States of America. For instance, this article came from the World Tribune today. FBI whistleblowers charge retaliation and confirm that Ray, that is the head of the FBI, lied about assets presented uh, that were presented on January 6th. In other words, he lied about the FBI having put in place many, many, shall we say, underground FBI agents to stir up the people toward action in response there on January 6th that actually helped facilitate the problem. So what was the FBI agents behind the scenes, much like the CIA in other countries, stirring up the people to rebel? It was riveting and damaging testimony by FBI whistleblowers at the House Judiciary Committee And it created a storm of controversy on May 18th as Democrats and media talking points sought to dismiss them as not really whistleblowers, but employees with grievances. But Florida Republican uh, Matt Goetz uh, tweeted 
that the D.C. FBI field office had confirmed that undercover officers, confidential informants, and FBI assets were present at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, in spite of the fact that the FBI Director Christopher Wray testified to the contrary. In other words, our own FBI, rather than protecting us against enemies, foreign and domestic, was actually creating and becoming the enemy for an agenda. And what was the agenda? To take down Donald Trump. Why? Because he was deemed to be the most dangerous person in America and on the planet. Why? Because he dared to resist the new world order. He said, we're going to make America great again. They said, no way, no how. No, you don't understand, Mr. Trump. We are going to get what we want. We've been trying to do this now for 50 years, and we're going to get it. And you're not going to stand in the way. We'll destroy you. Whatever it takes, we're going to destroy you. The FBI retaliated on the day before the testimony by revoking security clearance access for three of the whistleblowers who spoke to Congressman Jordan's committee. A House Republican statement blasted the action, noting that because a security clearance is necessary to work at the FBI, revoking or suspending an agent's security clearance effectively indefinitely suspends the agent and leaves the agent to languish in an unpaid purgatory. In other words, the FBI became our enemy. The Federal Bureau Bureau of Iniquity. The whistleblowers told the Judicial Committee that the D.C. field office, intent on inflating domestic terrorism figures, pressured the Boston office to investigate 140 individuals in connection to January 6th, and only two of the 140 had even entered the Capitol. In other words, they were desperate to create an atmosphere of rebellion against the United States when, in fact, it was the FBI that were the rebels. They were stirring up the... the, They were lying and, and creating a scene together in complicity with Hillary Rodham Clinton and Barack Obama, and Joseph Biden, all who were knowing participants knowledgeable about the effort to take Mr. Trump out through deceit. False accusations, not only misinformation, but disinformation that the Durham report now has absolutely proven These other people were all wrong, including all the media that supported them. They were all wrong. They supported the New World Order, and they were wrong. But it doesn't make any difference now because the agenda is so deeply written in, shall we say, the the goals of this uh, elite cabal that... The editor of World Tribune calls Masters of Disaster, a small elitist network announcing a blueprint for reinvigorated global governance. 
He calls it the erosion of the sovereign rights of individual nations on the way to the formation of a one-world government. And we're going to get into that in a little more detail in uh, just a few moments. But I want to make available to you uh, two books. One, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. And we might even say soon coming imposter. We don't know how soon, but we see this trajectory here, friends. You have to be blind in one eye and refuse to see out of the other not to see it. And we're making it so plain here. I'm presenting this case to a jury of my peers, the American people, but particularly professing Christians in America, people get ready. This is the reality on the ground. This is the reality of the spirit uh, of the nations. And uh, it is happening. Like John uh, James Paul Warburg said before the United States Senate back in 1950, we will have world government whether you want it or not. You're either going to get it by willing participation or by war. One way or the other, we're going to have world government, he said, in 1950. In 1990, Republican President George Herbert Walker Bush declared the New World Order for the first time an American president ever voiced the words. Over 200 times then, during his administration of just four years, he repeated that theme. That set the trajectory, friends, by a Republican who, as the entire Bush family has been, are all consummate globalists. And that's why ultimately George Herbert Walker Bush voted for Hillary Clinton rather than Donald Trump, because she was known, she and her husband were dedicated globalists. The battle for the presidency in 2016 was over nothing more or less ultimately than globalism. And most people didn't even know it. You would never even know it by listening to the news. Any news. Any news. Nobody wanted to talk about it. And if they did, they didn't understand. They didn't understand the significance. And so the most important thing to be talked about was never talked about. So the people, you, we, all of us, we the people, never got the message. And so it was framed in wrongful terms as if somehow it was Donald Trump's tweets that were the problem. I didn't like his tweets. I don't tweet myself. As far as I know, only birds tweet. Some of them squawk. But I'm not into tweeting. A lot of people are. Apparently, Donald Trump was. But that wasn't the point. The real issue was globalism. And now, again, he says we're going to make America great. Again. So where is the battle line drawn? Well, guess what? If you look at those who are rising up in competition to Donald Trump on the Republican side, every one of them is receiving globalist money, including Ron DeSantis. 
Every one of them. They're desperate for money. And those globalists have deep pockets. It's not just Democrats, friends. It's Republicans, too. This is not a Democrat-Republican issue now. This is a God issue, ultimately. Will God be deemed God in our country, in our world? Or will man be exalted to godhood? That's the issue. And that's why you need to get a copy of my book, Antichrist. How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It'll help you in many ways to understand the challenges that we face. $22 on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, the other book is my most recent one, Messiah. They are companion books. Messiah reveals even the more so the competition that is out there straining, pulling you and every man, woman, and child into a false belief system. And the world is buying it. Incrementally, our world is buying it, even in our churches. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. When you read the book, Your eyes are going to be open to see how in so many, many, many different ways the counterfeit belief systems are there to grab your attention. No wonder Jesus said that just before his second coming, the deception in our world would be so great that if it were possible, even the very small remnant elect would be deceived. And he was warning Christians. He wasn't warning to... uh, Uh, pagans they were condemned already he said that book $22 as well Messiah unveiling the mystery of the ages on the website saveus.org if you get both of them together only $7 postage and handling for the two have you ever considered what the early church was like Many people are developing a heart longing for greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Compelled to conform or else. 
compelled to conform or else. That's what tyranny does. It is what you might call soft tyranny that prepares the way for the hardcore tyranny to follow. It's part of the trajectory of tyranny, and that's why we're talking about it here today on Viewpoint. And you've resisted at your peril. In other words, you ever better be prepared to stand, and having done all to stand, to stand. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote about in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. Putting on the whole armor of God. He wasn't talking about some little easy day for a lady kind of struggle. He was talking about real warfare. He was talking about persecution. Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Why do you think you should be treated any different than your Lord? The Apostle Peter talked about persecution over and over again. They knew what they were talking about. They knew what they had to do to stand amid two dramatic focuses of their time. One was a global government called the Roman Empire. The most feared global government of all time up to that time. Except for the New World Order, which is the resurrection of the ancient Roman government, just as the prophet Daniel foretold in his prophecy. So, this is what we're looking at, and we need to be prepared to stand. You, my friends, need to be seriously, purposely, directly, honorably, faithfully preparing your children and your grandchildren. Last week, my wife and I uh, spent a week with uh, a major part of our family, including four of our grandchildren. And uh, these were older grandchildren now, the oldest of our 11 grandchildren. And uh, it's something we've been doing now for over 20 years. We've been invited into their home, into their vacation place for the first of a two-week vacation. And the primary reason is so that we could do, I could help facilitate and lead what I did with our own children during our vacations every day for an hour a day to strengthen their faith, to prepare them to be able to stand in the evil day, and so on. That's what we do. And it bears fruit. We take it seriously. It's not just what we do here on the air that we take seriously. It's how we live. This is not something that you just do on the spur of the moment. I began to pray, uh, prepare my oldest daughter, who happens to be my uh, assistant. I began to prepare her when she was one year old. In fact, even before that. When I would get back from the law office at night, after dinner, I would hold her, take her for a walk in my arms, and I would begin to speak the word of God over her and pray for her and speak the truth of God's word into her life.
That's the role, the responsibility of a father. And Father's Day is coming up, by the way. Father's Day is coming up. And uh, I, I ask a question of you. Men, are you prepared to do what I'm talking about? Are you prepared? Do you really feel that you're prepared or have been seriously? I don't mean taking your kids to church. I'm not talking about that. You can take your kid and put him in a garage for an hour and a half, and they're still not going to turn out to be a car. <laughs> Look, this is this is very important business from God's viewpoint. So for men, since we have Father's Day coming up here so quickly, I want to make available another book to you because it's written for our time. It's written for you. It's written for fathers and grandfathers. It's called Leaving a Legacy That Lasts. Hearts of the Fathers. Hearts of the Fathers Leaving a Legacy That Lasts. It's going to help you catch the vision for preparing your sons and your daughters and grandchildren for these times. Really? Most fathers don't feel like they don't have a clue. And their wives are crying out, why can't or won't my husband be the spiritual leader of our home? Friend, this this is no time to abdicate. You can't go AWOL on your family and expect not to receive some very negative reviews from God at Judgment Day. (laughs) Look, it's a privilege, men. It's a privilege to be God's we're standing in the place of the father to our children and grandchildren. Now, that book is a $23 hardbound book. It's yours for $20 on our website, saveus.org. Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy That Lasts. You see, all the books that I have written are designed, they're particularly directed to issues related to how you and I must live in times like these. So, now just to show you how far the pressure is going here, remember we're talking about the trajectory of tyranny, resist at your peril. Here's an article that just came out today. High school debater says that the debate judge warned me not to mention Donald Trump. So the student, high school student, is calling out the National Speech and Debate Association for censorship after she says a judge at a recent tournament warned her not to bring up former President Trump. Now, why? Because, friends, to do so is to contravene the goal of the new world order. Are you listening? The largest debate group in the country seems to have been overtaken by woke ideology. It's more than woke ideology, friends. It is the call for a new godless world government. 
Another article. Professor is suing the University of Toronto. No, a university, a, a sister professor at the University of Toronto has filed a lawsuit against the University of California at Santa Cruz for trying to impose ideological conformity through its system of the use of a loyalty oath. Listen to this. Tadoy's loyalty oath does not demand a pledge that professors are not members of the Communist Party, but professed agreement with diversity, equity, and inclusion policies and ideology. It's a veiled attempt to ensure dogmatic conformity through the university system. Friends, this is thought control. This is, in fact, the way, this is one of the major ways that the power of conformity is being uh, imposed upon all people in the institutions, everywhere, corporately, in our universities and colleges, and yes, even in our high schools. It's unbelievable. Who would have ever, ever believed that this kind of thing would take place in the United States of America? But it is. No wonder Abraham Lincoln said this was the last best hope of Earth. But if this can happen in the so-called last best hope of Earth, then it can happen anywhere and is. Now, the University of Colorado in Boulder is under fire this week for a statement on the Pride Office website stating that misgendering people can be considered an act of violence. Do you understand the uh, significance of this? If you disagree with diversity, equity, and inclusion, you are by definition, according to the University of Colorado, violent. And if you're violent, what do we do with violent people? Well, we put them in prison. And we find them. And we shut them up, no matter what we have to do, because they're going against the version of, the godless version of life declared by the new world order. That's what's happening. You may not see it that way initially because you, everybody looks at things individually. You have to see the bigger picture. If you don't see the bigger picture, you don't get it. Virginia Tech's bias response and literature distribution policies now have managed to offend virtually every cardinal principle of the First Amendment, according to a federal judge yesterday in his dissent to a decision allowing them to continue. The Fourth Circuit of Appeals Wednesday upheld the university's bias-related incidents policy, which enables students to report each other for everything from jokes that are demeaning to a particular group of people to hosting a culturally-themed party, along with a policy requiring students to obtain permission before distributing handouts. Circuit Judge Harvey Wilkinson III said the policy establishes a regime of comprehensive surveillance likening it to a ministry of truth. How could such a thing ever happen, friends, in Virginia? The first religious freedom statute. But indeed it has. Indeed it has. This is the trajectory of 
tyranny. And then, as if that were not enough, a Colorado school district encouraged its physical education teachers to don LGBTQ pride gear and use preferred pronouns in an effort to display their support for the LGBTQ community. On March 8th, the teachers were trained how to make the district's PE programs even more inclusive. I don't know how you do that. I was a PE teacher for five years, and it was totally inclusive. Everybody did what everybody was supposed to do, and I did it with them. So nobody had any excuse. Compelling gym teachers to conform to an anti-biblical, unrighteous agenda? Friends, this is part of how the trajectory of tyranny is taking place. It's not just taking place politically. It's taking place at every level. It was taking place in Texas in the ambush impeachment of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, a shocking undemocratic assault on the will of the voters. And why would they take him out? Because both Republicans and Democrats realize that Ken Paxton was the strongest conservative AG in the country and they felt they had to get rid of him because they were supported by dark money of mega donors who were mostly globalist billionaires. Oh, my goodness. Friends, I tell you, I've seen a lot in my life. I've witnessed a lot from coast to coast in the courts, in the churches, and everywhere. But I'll tell you, this is very disturbing. And we can only do one thing. You and I must prepare our lives, our children and our grandchildren. You can't play games with this anymore. Get serious today or you'll rule the day tomorrow. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint. God bless. Be a blessing. Get a copy of the book, Messiah, also of uh, Antichrist and uh, Hearts of the Fathers. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.